Which Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver should you be trying to acquire after that disastrous performance on Thursday Night Football? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, Locked On, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code, on lowercase, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, game one of the 2023 NFL season is in the books. Ah! Uh, we get <laughs> this some. was like, oh my gosh, Marcus, like having football back. Um, just put a little pep in my step. Today's Friday. It's Friday. Because we have football back, and I'm so excited. It was a good game, even though it was not necessarily the prettiest game. Yeah. game. Uh, you know what? We we have football back. We have Patrick Mahomes back. Uh, hopefully, we have Travis Kelsey back very soon. Um, this is this is all all good stuff, and there are a lot of interesting notes from Week One, the season opener. Um, Tell me what you're thinking, because if we saw an absolutely disastrous performance from the Chiefs wide receivers, like what wide receivers? I don't know. I yep. I, I like would love for uh, somebody from the men in black to come and just do that little mind eraser trick on me so I could forget everything that I saw from this Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver yep. core yesterday. But you think one of these wide receivers is worth a buy. Yes. Who is it? It's Kadarius Tony for me. Yeah. So let's let's start off with this. Kadarius Tony had a disastrous game, the worst mm-hmm. game I think he'll ever have in his career. Five targets, one catch for one yard, and actually that catch came on like a trick play, you know, right in the red zone, which I actually like. Right, it's clear that they were trying to get him involved. You know, when they get close to the the end zone, so that that just remember that um, the drop that led to the interception was a backbreaker for Kansas city. It led Detroit back in the game. He had a drop on third down across the middle. That would have been a big gain. But the reason why I'm buying him, Kate, is that I can at least explain why he struggled, right? He missed most of training camp. Uh, He just started practicing like a week ago, but I did like that Kansas city was using him even on the limited snaps that he played. He didn't play a handful of snaps. I believe it was less than 20 snaps. He got targeted five times, and they were high-leverage targets, and they were targets that are going to produce fantasy points. I, I We just Here's heard thing, all – Here's It Go wasn't ahead. that, like, they weren't connect. Like, it wasn't that Patrick Mahomes and him were, like, on the, the you know, a different – It was all Tony's like, fault. It was Tony's fault. It was all, of it was. all Tony's fault. Yes. It, this was not a situation where you, you think, like, oh, Kadarius Tony, he missed some reps, like – they need to get into a rhythm. Patrick Mahomes was in rhythm. Like yeah, he, was he was fine. Yeah. He was fine. He was placing the ball where he needed to place it. It was Kadarius Tony who had mental error after mental error. Yeah. Was it, it it wasn't a brain injury. He was dealing uh, uh with a knee injury. Like yeah. it wasn't a hands injury. It was it, a knee injury. To me, it just so, looked like somebody who hadn't played football in a while. Like, just concentration drops, not knowing where He hasn't be. played football a I lot know. 
ever. That, that's the issue. Marcus, he comes in, right, plays 16 offensive snaps. You know, let's let's look at the list of players who played more offensive snaps uh, than Kadarius Toney. Um, we had, let's see, rookie Rashi Rice, who, we'll get you know, I, I love. Richie James, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, who did literally we'll nothing. Talk about Blake him Bell, too. Justin Watson. Um, well, okay, this like, is what's this is what's encouraging to me about Kadarius Tony. And trust me, I'm not some big Kadarius Tony truther. We've talked about him all offseason. I just you said 16 snaps, right? Five targets in one carry on 16 snaps. That just indicates to me like there's a plan to get him involved in the offense, and this was a, a horrendous day for him. I just feel comfortable with at least that role. Like I feel like they're going to try to keep him involved in this offense. Meanwhile, because we can tie this into the other receiver, Sky Moore was somebody that we heard a lot of hype this summer. Sky Moore played a ton of snaps, three targets in this game, zero catches, uh, just nothing, a goose egg. And that's concerning when you have Patrick Mahomes dropping back to throw you know, 40-something times, no Travis Kelsey. Once Kelsey gets into the, the lineup, what's Sky Moore's role going to be on this team? I I think that's totally fair. I've never been like a huge Sky Moore person. You were excited to see what he might be able to do with the potential, um, especially playing out, out of the slot with the departure of Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, here's my thing. I think Rashi Rice is the guy to buy. I don't think... Like you could buy low on Kadarius Tony after an absolute disastrous performance. It's great that they continue to go back to him, but if this team gets literally anybody else, you know, going right, if they can get anybody else in rhythm, he played one more snap than Justin Ross. Like he he was completely uninvolved. I get that he was involved on the plays that he played, which is great. We continue to see that when he's on the field, he gets targets, which yeah. is something we've seen throughout his entire career, which has been the stat that everybody holds on to when they keep holding on to this dynasty value. It it hasn't mattered. Like, even if you're targeted, you know, five times out of 16 total snaps, that's great. But I, I need you on the field more often because if you have any of these mental errors, that means you're probably not going to be getting many more of those opportunities. And that is a concern for me. Rashi Rice, I think, gave you everything that you probably wanted from Kadarius Tony. And what I loved, Marcus, I've said this before, every time we've talked about Rashi Rice, my favorite thing of him about him coming out of college was his ability to befriend the quarterback and be available and mm -hmm. make connections on scramble drills. And you saw it. His first NFL catch, was a touchdown and it came from Patrick Mahomes in a scramble drill play breaks down. He's looking for his guy. And guess what? Rashi Rice finds the soft spot. No man around wide open touchdown. And I think that this is going to be something we see a lot with this one, two punch connection here in Kansas city. I think he's the guy to roster if any of them. And I'm saying if any, cause I'm not sure that, we really want any of these receivers, but I am buying into Rashi Rice. Um, you know, I've been trying to tell y'all to buy into Rashi Rice, so hopefully you listen before that touchdown. I don't know that we're going to see his value increase exponentially based no. on, no. you know, one one touchdown, but I do think he was the best wide receiver on the field last night, and 
I don't think it was particularly close. Yeah, I don't disagree. And we've been saying this all summer long. Rashi Rice is the receiver that we want to own here. Uh, again, on Dynasty League Football, of the most recent batch of ADP that we have, Rashi Rice being drafted as wide receiver 53. Compare that to the other Chiefs receivers where Kadarius Tony, wide receiver 51, Sky Moore, wide receiver 46. I, I, I want Rashi Rice. But if I'm going out and getting another one of these receivers just to kind of bet on, I think you're going to have a lot of dynasty managers that are going to panic about Kadarius Tony and that are willing to give – just give him away after that poor performance in a standalone game on national TV. I'm just saying I won't be surprised as we get further removed from this injury. If we see the snaps go up a little bit, I don't think he's going to be a full-time player or anything like that, but could he be somebody that sees like nine opportunities a game, maybe seven targets and two carries. I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Maybe I, you're just I'll not in on Kadarius Tony, which I, is fine. You do, you don't. I'm I'm not trying to talk you into Kadarius Tony, but if it's between him or Sky Moore for me, please give me Tony over Sky Moore. I I just don't see Sky Moore being a thing here with Kansas City. But you agree that the the correct answer when you ask Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore is actually Rashi Rice. Yes, right. Well. Yes, it's always been Rashi Rice. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> it's about- always been you, Rashi. It's it's always been Rashi. Uh, let's talk about some of the more uh, exciting players on the other side of the ball for the Detroit Lions. We will get to them next. This episode is brought, brought to you by Nutrafol. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth with visible thickness and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. It'll help you identify the causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKDOWNNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. And enter promo code Lockdown NFL. Again, that is neutralfold.com slash men, promo code Lockdown NFL. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. The Lockdown Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Lockdown NFL hosts with added insights from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on Lockdown NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Kay, let's talk about the the Lions side of the ball, which is far more fascinating to me. I, I want to start with Jameer Gibbs. I, I think if you are a Jameer Gibbs dynasty manager, you're excited but disappointed at the same time because seven carries for 42 yards, average six yards per carry, also had two catches for 18 yards in the passing game. Like you see the talent there, 
but he only played, I think, 25% of the offensive snaps for Detroit. That doesn't seem like enough to be an RB2 you know, going forward at all. Definitely not enough to be like excited about him as an RB2, but I do think, um, you know, watching Jameer Gibbs, you have to be very, very excited about how much, you know, explosiveness he ran the ball with. Like every time he touched the ball, like there were, there were a couple of key mistakes here. Like there was, there was one point right around the goal line could have had an easy walk-in touchdown, but like just seemed to get like his, his feet were running away from him a little bit tripped and, and slid and, you know, didn't score a touchdown, but he was about this close. If his footwork would have just been a little bit more. Yeah, um, he was close. Like, I, I don't know what the word is. Like he needed to calm down a little bit. Like it just seemed like he like got ahead of himself. Um, But he was about this close to scoring a touchdown. Like he just looked far and away, the better running back on the field looked so explosive um, even looked like, you know, pretty elusive after contact, like looked strong through contact, which I think was a concern for me, like, you know, in terms of how he would translate to the next level when he's playing, you know, some, some bigger opponents, will it, will he, you know, have some of that same ability? Um, I think he showed you everything you wanted. And this is like coming from me who I, I do think like David Montgomery, the way that he came in and swooped and stole a touchdown yesterday. Like, I think we're going to continue to see that. We saw a couple of nice runs from David Montgomery, even though he was generally pretty inefficient. Um, I think he's going to be kind of a pain in the booty for Jameer Gibbs. But I do think like, if you are, you know, if from a talent perspective, he showed you everything you could possibly want to see in week one. And this is just going to be a situation that requires a little bit of patience, but I mean, you have to have to, you know, hold the the fact that, you know, he was just about, you know, one step away from a walk in touchdown yeah. if he had well, just planted it, his feet a little differently. And that was my takeaway when I was watching the game with some friends yesterday. I said, just just wait till we get on turf right with Jameer Gibbs, because that field looked so choppy yesterday. Once we get him on turf, he's going to look so explosive and so dynamic as a player. Um, I. I'm 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 okay here. I actually last night for me overall was encouraging. I think I think the Lions wanted to win that game so badly. And with the way the game script was going, especially in the fourth quarter, it just made sense to kind of ride David Montgomery and his physical style. But we're gonna get these games coming up where it's you know, 10 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown, and then five receptions for 45 yards and a score. Like they're they're coming. You just have to be patient. Wanna what talk about Go ahead. what about uh, David Montgomery, though, is there any any intrigue based on the usage? Obviously, like I said, not not an efficient showing from David Montgomery, but I do think that this team has kind of signaled that they're probably going to keep him involved more often than we'd probably like. Twenty six years old, uh, drafted on average as RB thirty right now in Dynasty League football startup drafts. Um, any thoughts on David Montgomery? I just think he's going to be like a middling RB2 with a lot of touchdown potential. We saw last night, you know, got all the goal line work, uh, had a really nice uh, goal line touchdown where he made a guy miss. I think he's somebody that's going to be, you know, a threat to get a thousand rushing yards in 12 plus touchdowns this year. Not going to give you anything in the passing game. So if you're in a full point PPR league, obviously you're going to knock his value a little bit. But yeah, I think he's a good but unspectacular RB2. 
Some recent trades, uh, David Montgomery for a 2024 second round pick. That's fair. Uh, David Montgomery for Mike White in a super flex uh, in a 2024 second round pick. Yes, I mean, that's basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I was trying. I was like, uh, you know, it's like the office thing. Like, what's the what's the difference between these two pictures? They're the same picture. Um, picture. That's exactly yeah. what this was. Um, David Montgomery for Elijah Moore. Hmm. I think I'll take Elijah Moore. Trey Lance and David Montgomery for Nico Collins and Gerald Everett. I'll take David Montgomery side there. It sounds like you're leaning towards David Montgomery. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mind David Montgomery. Okay. I, think he's, I think he's somebody who's going to just give you 13 to 14 points every week, and that it probably needs a touchdown to salvage his value. But it's going to be an offense that's in the red zone a lot, near the goal line a lot. So I, I good one. we saw this happen with Jamal Williams last year. I think he's Jamal Williams plus. Um, but the guy that, I mean, listen, the star of the show today is not David Montgomery. It's not Jameer Gibbs. It's not Rashi Rice. Nah. It's our guy, Sam Laporta. Now, only 39 receiving yards. However, did catch all five of his targets. Uh, for a rookie tight end to basically play, I think it was like 75% of the snaps, to get that target share in game one. Oh, baby, I am all in on Sam Laporta. Yeah, I, I think you've got to be very, very encouraged by by that usage. Um, I mean, essentially out of the gate, just kind of utilized like as a as a wide receiver, basically ran the third most routes on the team, uh, only behind Amonra St. Brown. Josh Reynolds um, ran 22 routes. That was more than than Marvin Jones. Um, and it, like a there was a big tier tier break there. Yeah. Um, between, you know, then Sam Laporta, Marvin Jones, and then like Cully Freeman down at, at nine routes run. Like that kind of involvement is is super exciting. Caught all five of his targets. You love to see that. But five targets on 22 routes run, that is, you're going to take that all day. Yeah. Um, I'm just keep moving him up and up in my dynasty rankings because I just love him so much. I, I He just is such a good fit in this offense. He's such a good fit with, uh, with with Jared Goff, I okay. I think by the end of the year, he's somebody that's going to be a tight end one that you're going to want in your lineup every single week. I I could easily see that being the case. Um, and you know, I think especially like I I don't want to you know put too much. Um, I I don't want to keep piling on like a situation with Jamison Williams, but I'm getting kind of concerned that Jamison Williams is going to turn into like this Kadarius Tony kind of situation where like. Health has been an issue. There's like some, you know, not terrible off the field stuff by any stretch of the imagination, but it just feels like there's always some like distraction here with Jamison Williams. I could easily picture, you know, him kind of being this guy that just doesn't live up to his potential. And I'm speaking probably way too prematurely here, but I, I think Sam Laporta could be a really big beneficiary of, this opportunity in the offense if Jamison Williams doesn't turn into the Jamison Williams that the Lions thought yep. they were drafting last year. Yeah, I won't be surprised if it's, you know, Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs are really like the number two and number three targets on this passing attack behind Amon Ross St. Brown. And Jamison Williams ends up being the Marcus Valles of scaling, for basically version of you know, that player for the for the Lions instead of the Chiefs. So we'll see. Long ways to go, but really encouraged by what we saw from Sam Laporta. Kate, 
We've got one more segment to go. It's our favorite segment of the week. It's promotion commotion. We're going to be talking about some guys to promote from your bench or maybe even the waiver wire into your starting lineups in week one. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more or less than on a player stat projection, two to six player stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. I play uh, price picks a bunch. It's so much fun. It's so simple to play. I can make my picks in like 60 seconds or less. You get quick withdrawals. Easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. It is I can't I can't tell you enough how easy it is. Over or you just pick the, the more or less. That's all you have to do on a stat total. So for example, you can pick more than 215 passing yards for Kenny Pickett this week, or less than 100 rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey. It's so easy to play. Uh, again, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Kate, it's promotion commotion time. Who are some players that you're promoting from your bench into your starting lineup? Here in week one. This one's going to feel pretty ugly, Marcus, but I need to shout out the Panthers wide receiver core um, for all the wrong reasons. This <laughs> is a very banged up Panthers wide receiver core. Uh, not not a good situation there in Carolina. Got Adam Thielen dealing with a hamstring issue. Uh, DJ Chark also dealing with a hamstring issue. And all of a sudden we could have rookie Jonathan Mingo in line to potentially lead this team in targets. Now, Bonus shout out to Hayden Hurst, who also, I think, uh, you know, especially if you maybe are like the Travis Kelsey manager or a George Kittle manager who's a little bit worried. I don't think Hayden Hurst is the worst insurance policy, especially in full PPR formats. But I do think that there could be an interesting opportunity for volume. I don't I'm not promising efficiency, but I, I think the target share could be there literally right out of the gate. Uh, maybe we see another one of those rookie touchdowns like we did yesterday for Rashi Rice. Yeah, I, I like it. I think that's a good call. Mine is Deion Jackson for the Indianapolis Colts. This one's gross, right? I understand he's not owned in a lot of leagues. We have he's no not idea. even he's not Zach Moss, Marcus. His name is not Zach Moss. You're correct. It's Deion Jackson. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know about the status of Zach Moss yet, whether he's going to play or not. But we did see Deion Jack- Jackson start two games last year. In one of the games last year against Jacksonville, again, these are not spectacular numbers, but 12 carries for 42 yards and a touchdown. Did catch 10 passes for 79 yards. You know, that's over 100 total yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Um, And the other start against New England wasn't as good. 11 carries, 23 yards, two catches, 13 yards. I just think if you need somebody that you know is going to get some touches that could potentially get some goal line work, I think Deion Jackson is a what-the-heck flex type of player this week. I think that's totally fair. Um, you know, I, I think the 
you know, I, I think, again, I, I keep going back to Zach Moss. You do have to wait and see sort of what his status is. He's been limited in practice, but I do want to shout out, he's listed as the RB1 on the Colts step chart. So I do think when healthy, he's probably the guy. Um, but Deion Jackson listed number two yeah. on the depth chart. And um, I don't think this is going to be a terrible matchup to, to you know, get get somebody in your lineup. How about, um, you know, another injured receiving core we also have the pa- the packers wide receivers uh mm-hmm. both dealing with injury uh romeo dobbs and um uh oh my gosh romeo dobbs and christian watson, christian watson. hello <laughs> both of them are dealing with injuries right now um uh, you know it, it, neither of them practice uh, i think so far this week is is my latest update not super psyched about that so what if what if we promoted uh i don't know luke musgrave into the starting lineup for week one how bold is it and would it be um would it be foolish to trust a a rookie tight end in our lineups this week given you know this is not a great week for tight ends obviously like mark andrews i think he should be good to go george kittle should be good to go but like you know Travis Kelsey managers, you might be in a pinch. And again, I think you could do worse than Luke Musgrave. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I think, I mean, you're going with upside there and he's had a great summer. So that's, that's a good call. I like, I got another tight end that I really like, because again, you might've sat Travis Kelsey last night, or you probably definitely sat Travis Kelsey. Maybe you didn't play Noah Gray and you're just looking for another tight end. Jake Ferguson owned in only 6% of ESPN leagues right now, getting the start at tight end for the Cowboys. Uh, the Giants have historically really struggled to cover tight ends against the Cowboys. Uh, and Ferguson had a good game against the Giants last year when he made a start. Three catches for 57 yards. Uh, he's the the full-time tight end now. The Cowboys have some offensive line issues going into this game, so maybe you'll see a lot of dump-off targets to Jake Ferguson. I think he's a really good player if you just need you know, a, a one-week fill-in as you're waiting for Travis Kelsey, or if George Kittle is unable to go, or is on a pitch count, or if you've got Mark Andrews, as you mentioned. Like, there's a lot going on at the tight end position this this week. I think Jake, Jake Ferguson's a pretty good spot starter in week one. I like it. You know, I'm, I'm all about me, some some Jake Ferguson. I think, uh, you know what, we gave we gave a couple of picks at each position here. Let us know if you're bold enough to start any of these guys that you're promoting from your bench. Cause I do think, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we can help you win, win a week with one yeah. of these spot starts here. Let us know what you think of our, of our, uh, you know, promotion commotion picks yeah. for week one, our favorite segment every single week. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen of the day. Every day, we'll be back on Monday to break down all of the action. I can't wait. I am so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, go check out the podcast on YouTube. We post shows there every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Kate on Twitter, at, uh, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy week one. We'll see you right back here on Monday.